stopping by. We're going to talk to uh, Matthew uh, Mannix, who is the town council president in Narragansett. But as we kick things off, folks, this it's it's going to be, as you know, um, a very bad bug season as far as mosquitoes and ticks. I want to once again stress to you, and good morning to everybody on Facebook Live and those that are listening on DePetro.com or AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Make sure you try that out. But it's brought to you by Winfield Termite and Pest Control. Call them today, 401-821-7800, 821-7800. Online, WinfieldPest.com, Rhode Island's most dependable pest control service, family-friendly pest control professionals. They can remove ants. Termites, mice, cockroaches, any pest from your home yard, business, or commercial property, free estimate or schedule a home inspection. Call Winfield Termite and Pest Control today, 821-7800. If someone would type that into the comments on Facebook Live, 821-7800. And they can spray your yard and property for ticks and mosquitoes. Now, it's going to be a very bad, it already is a bad tick season. And they're predicting a very bad mosquito season. And who knows what potential viruses could spread. Don't take any chances. Protect yourself, your home, your family. Winfield Termite and Pest Control, 821-7800 online, winfieldpest.com. Well, folks, uh, last night all eyes were on Narragansett. They were having the town hall meeting. And at the last moment on the agenda was a resolution that was put in the works that uh, many of you heard, I asked Governor Mundo about it on Friday, and it had to do with the fact that Narragansett, they were wanted to discuss having a resolution to instruct their police not to enforce the executive order that has been such a crackdown on the state. And it was met with some blowback, and the governor uh, on Friday afternoon, Governor Mundo, if you heard the press briefing when I asked her about it, she said it was uh, selfish and reckless. And the person that put it forward in last night, uh, he very cautiously and I thought uh, eloquently explained that there were already this five members on the town council and three of them already went to the media and said, I'm not voting for it. And so the head of the town council, uh, Matthew Mannix, said, what is the point when three of you have already said you're not going to vote for it? And joining us right now, he is the head of the town council in Narragansett, and it's uh, Matthew Mannix. Good morning, uh, uh, Council President Mannix. How are you, John? Nice to be with you. You can call me Matt if you want. Well, I prefer account Narragansett Town Council President Mannix. <laughs> Matt, if you don't mind, so I was watching on YouTube, and I love the fact uh, that Narragansett, that you do the meetings on Zoom, and I was watching it on uh, YouTube, and then I was giving people feeds. But just take us to what led you to the decision ultimately. You decided, you know what, what's the point? I'm not even going to put this up for a vote. So I put this agenda item on for this resolution um, in terms of protecting the um, essentially the right to worship and our free exercise economy because the pandemic began and we were all, we really, there was a lot we didn't know about the disease. And I actually counseled and wrote letters to the editors of the people in the community to be patient and let's see how things go. And we knew that we were going to be in for a little bit of a kind of shutdown, whatever we want to call it, a lockdown. As weeks turned into months, other things started to arise. I've been talking to people who are in the mental health um, area, depression on the rise, uh, law enforcement, domestic abuse on the rise. Mourners can't go to wakes. We can't go to funerals. I mean, uh, you know, we watched a funeral for one of my friend's wives on, um, you know, online, which is not the same thing. So. There's other societal ills besides the coronavirus and the current orders locking us down. We needed to talk about those other ills, I thought. And so what I felt was, I said, I put this resolution on. I, there was, there's a lot of different ways that you can approach this, right? You can come up with a plan for, you know, how we're going to have mitigation factors in a church or a restaurant. But I said, the bottom line is, we need to have personal responsibility and we need to treat people like adults if there are other problems arising for, in, in terms in, because of these executive orders locking us down. So I said, basically, I went and said, we're going to um, not, we're, we're, we want to instruct our law enforcement not to enforce these executive orders. I mean, there's a lot of questions about the constitutionality of these ex- executive orders that many people have commented on. But more importantly, there's the concept of what I talked about last night, local control and federal, state, local, um, three different kinds of structures of government that the founding 
on, and uh, what happened is very quickly there was a lot of pressure to take it off. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, that happened within hours of the agenda going out on Thursday. Um, I did get to manage to see the press conference that you did ask that question, and yes. I was disappointed that the governor used the words reckless and selfish because if you read my resolution, I, di- I purposely didn't. I kind of made it very fact-based and made it more of a, a resolution focused on law enforcement and the law, so I think um, I think she could have chosen a different approach there, and many people echoed her lines on that. So that was kind of a personal, she, using words like selfish I don't think helps our politi- um, helps our rhetoric, but that being said, she could have. I think she should have phrased that differently. On Friday, two of the council members went on WPRO, and one of whom I thought would easily support it. Actually, but why don't we? Um, why don't we just said they spoke to the media instead of giving credit to basically a oh, media outlet? They went on the radio. All right, like, it, it was a media outlet that was running a campaign to derail this yeah. whole thing, is what it became. But so anyhow, go ahead. Went on Two of them went, yeah, that's, I'm sorry, the, um, but I, I just, they went on, and so I heard that, and so that was two people, and one of whom I thought was easily going to support it. So that made, you know, then over the weekend, I, um, you know, I wanted to go over and prepare for the meeting, and because I, I wanted to make sure that I had my information and my research done before going in. Remember, I'm a town councilman. This right. is a part-time job for me. Understood. So is, you know, people act like... You know, I'll get media requests and they want me to talk to them within half an hour. I don't have the, you know, luxury, the luxury job. doing that. So hey, Matt, I, I want to just, Matthew, yeah. I want to play so folks. Then, again. Hold, morning, hold, hold on. Person, um, hold on, Matt. I, <laughs> I want to just play for people. And again, Matt Mannix, who's the Narragansett Town Council president, who's who's with us, folks. Good, uh, good morning. It's Sean DePietro. I just want to play for those that missed it. I asked Governor Raimondo about this Friday afternoon. Now, you say you released it Thursday. But Ted Nisi was the first one. He tweeted it out on Friday morning. And I'm sitting there in the briefing, and it's Friday afternoon, and no one had mentioned it. So I asked the governor about it, and I wasn't sure how she was going to react. But I just want to play for everyone listening. Here is the question how Governor Mundo reacted. Ted Nisi put this out. Monday, they're going to have a resolution. The town of Narragansett seems to be saying Memorial Day weekend. They are open for business, churches, police will not enforce the executive order. Um, what's your reaction to that? Uh, that's a huge mistake. You know, like I said, uh, we are trying to encourage voluntary compliance. We are trying not to be heavy-handed. That is not based in fact, science, good analysis. And we'll, it's so selfish to all the people of Rhode Island who have worked so hard for so All right, Matt, I want to give you a chance to respond to that. And on top of that, as much as that was Friday morning, Friday afternoon, excuse me, Matt Mannix, again, folks, Narragansett Town Council President. Yesterday, they announced that East Matunic is going to be open, State Beach, on Monday. And also, Scarborough is going to be open on Monday. So, suddenly, what was on, on Friday, it was maybe early June. Suddenly, you came out with just the threat of the resolution. And, and boom, suddenly, on this Monday, Memorial Day, two Narragansett Beach, well, uh, South Kingstown, East Petunic, two state beaches will be open. Matt Mannix. But look at the headline in the journal today, the morning after last night's meeting, Rhode Island's reopening begins. Yes, that's right. That was not the things we were reading just 48 to 72 hours ago. That's right. Now, I wanna, I'm want to. i just curious. I heard from a lot of people in Narragansett. I was talking to business people on Saturday and a lot of people, Matt, a lot of business owners were supporting you. And people around the state were supporting you. People were excited. And I'm just, to me, part of me, I understand why you did it and you're the town council president. However, do you think you kind of gave them an out? I mean, why not, you know what, let all, everybody show their cards. Like, why not let everybody go on record? Because you kind of saved them by not making them vote. That's a good point. And... I guess I've been in the, on the town council. I run, um, you know, I run as an independent. It's a nonpartisan town, which is nice. I have a direct relationship with the voters, which is why I was confident enough to put this resolution on because what I was hearing on the ground, and I expressed that to the governor's office uh, when on third on Friday when I spoke with representatives from the office. I said, "Well, I have I, I have a direct relationship with the voters, and this is what I'm hearing on the ground. Right. These other problems that are arising, and people can't go to funerals, can't go to wakes." Uh, and we're having trouble with our businesses. And yes, the businesses were very supportive of what I was doing. In terms of what happened, I didn't get to finish the 
go ahead. Monday morning is when it happened. The third okay. person said publicly on the council they weren't supporting it. If one of the three had even said, I'm 90% against it, but I'll listen to everybody, then I would have done it. And really, that's how democracy should play out. And instead yep. of instead of playing it out in the media, I mean, people coming out against it on Friday night, I, you know, I don't think they had done their full research on it at that point. Right. And I was disappointed, but... When, when the item came up, I felt it would be a waste of everybody's time because there's other items on the agenda. It's an important item, and I care about it. But in terms of just having, you know, there's a lot of politicians who will put something on and then have this long two-hour debate. I've been on the council for seven years. I'm a little more practical, and I knew the votes weren't there. I wish that the council members hadn't done that. Very rarely in seven years in the council have I done that. People will call me. They'll ask me, what's your position on this? What do you think? You know, and you can always find things out until the last minute or if a speaker comes up at the actual council meeting. That's the way democracy should really work. I know at higher levels of government, the issues are more ideological, and I get that. But at the town level, they're not. And I thought there was a practical effect to this resolution. This was not symbolic. I wanted our law enforcement met. We have people on our police force who are town residents and I didn't want them going into businesses where they know the business owners and somebody's wearing a not wearing a mask inside a restaurant while they're eating and there's a possibility of citation or being warned or whatever that was and I just think in the end the governor says knock it off I say stop the madness hmm. folks we speak with Matt Mannix um Narragansett town council president and Matt by the way maybe through your action what have you but suddenly uh, there was a dramatic shift from Friday to yesterday where Governor Armando suddenly is saying, and it was out of the box, about salons. It was about places of worship, churches. Uh, and then it was also, all of a sudden, two of the beaches are going to be open on Monday, even though on Friday none of the beaches were going to be open. Uh, but 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 you you had tremendous support. And Matt, you know, Matt Mannix, we're seeing this play out where... Other states are handling it differently. They're allowing percentages. They're allowing certain areas. And there are some places that are challenging this shutdown. And they're actually, you're an attorney, Matt. They're being successful with it. Yes. I, and, and, and I talked about that last night. I don't want to bore your voters. With no, the, no, the that's all right. <laughs> I might not your voters. Your, the listeners. The, understood. But the bottom line, uh, I think, first of all, the... Um, the restrictions on churches and the right to worship, I think they're a, a violation of the First Amendment. I yeah. think down even people who put them forward know that. Right. Um, the one's relationship with God is not, I, I, it's kind of shocking actually when you see the headlines that governors are telling churches how they're going to function. Churches are private entities. So uh, on that issue, I, I have a pretty strong opinion that that is a violation of the right to worship. Let me, let me ask you, were you surprised that your former town manager is now the head of the state police, Colonel Manny? Were you surprised that he was basically telling the media, I didn't hear the, all of his comments, but basically saying that the state police were prepared to step in an Narragansett and enforce the law? I mean, for crying out loud, Matt Mannix, what are we talking about here? That the state police were suddenly going to go in and what? Like, I would have liked to have seen that. Want them usher people out of a church? Uh, you have some people in there saying a mass and then this truth come in like it's a smoke shop raid were you surprised that he was saying that they were prepared to come in in that fashion i didn't hear everything that he said and i didn't um, either i actually was president of the council that hired mr manny so yeah. and the governor clearly stated that uh, uh that colonel manny was uh one of the reasons that she hired him was because of his experience as a town manager so yeah. um i was very happy with the job that um the colonel did here in narragansett and uh, i didn't hear everything that he said on that front but the bottom line is, uh, you know, I don't. I I would hope that she wouldn't instruct him to do that. I would hope that yeah. she wouldn't. That she would respect local control, respect what the founding fathers. And 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 I will hear read this quote from the case that I read about about the. And it's, this principle basically is about the federal state interplay. But the principle behind it is that there's different levels of government for a reason. The founding fathers set it up, and this is from the New York versus U.S. case. Um, as Justice O'Connor wrote the, wrote the opinion, the Constitution protects us from our own best intentions. Best intentions. It divides power among sovereigns and among branches of government precisely so that we may resist the temptation to concentrate power in one location as an expedient solution to the crisis of the day. Yep. Now, I mean, that doesn't 
It does. And, and, and hold on. You local control. Yep. You are on the ground. And and here's the thing: the governor has did not serve on a school committee or a town council. No, no. She did not serve. So there's many people who are in the general assembly or who have been in the uh, higher levels of government who understand the municipal level of government and understand that direct relation. It's a different type of representation. Yep. And then going up to the General Assembly and spouting about whatever, whatever issue of the day. It's a much more hands-on approach to governance, and you want to protect and preserve the things in your town or your city that are valued. And not yep. everyone in Narragansett agrees with me. I mean, I, the emails and, and calls on this are, are very split. Sure. Uh, and, uh, un- and sadly, very polarizing. I mean, yep. um, I will say... Many people in their emails echoed, you're being selfish and reckless. Yeah, almost and like so talking she points. She needs to get that message that yeah. she shouldn't have used those words. And, you know, I didn't use words like that in terms of describing the government's behavior in this. But I have I have some strong opinions about that. I expressed them last night. I'm expressing them to you right now. But I think that um, very disappointing to, to go that level. But I think it shows the problem with the one-party rule state. Right, John? You're right. But yeah, let's call it exactly you what it is. I feel like the General Assembly wants to step in, but, and again, this is all conjecture. I haven't really spoken to a lot of members of the General Assembly. I've been busy. I mean, this has been busy. We had to do Zoom practices because I'm much more of a conference call person in my life than yep. a Zoom person. So, you know, we had to really go through, as you saw, Zoom is not suited to a town council meeting. No, it's Zoom not. Zoom is suited to a conference call where you're trying to facilitate different opinions and people might really be arguing and talking over each other. You can't have that at town council meeting where you have to call a motion, call a vote. And you saw that. that I did. Night, if you watched yes. it, there was a clunkiness. Not a clunkiness, but there's a slowness to it yeah. that you don't have in the chamber. Yeah. Let so, me just ask uh, you this, Matt. Uh, and yeah. folks, we're speaking with Matt Mannix. Yeah. Aren't you disappointed, though? Like the, the council, three council people, there's five of you that spoke up. What happened to there's supposed to be debate? What about hearing what people have to say? I mean, that's kind of like, you know, if a judge walked in and before even hearing both sides of the argument suddenly just issued a ruling. I, I think that if I were a voter in Narragansett, that's what I'm the most disappointed in. You'd like to think that now you're an attorney, but you'd like to think if you're going to go into a court of law that you, you know, you get what I call a turn it bat, which is you get your fear shake. You get a chance to make the argument. I think uh, I think the thing that's selfish and reckless are the three council people. Who, without hearing all the evidence and hearing both sides, suddenly just announced through the media that they're they're not even going to listen to it and they've already decided. I don't like to say beforehand what my opinion is going to be on right. it because I think there's always a chance that it can change. Yeah, and I think there's always a chance that you know, and there's certain times, obviously, in a political campaign, if you have a major issue, that you go out there and you say, "This is my position." Sure, and you campaign on that in a campaign. Right. But once the governing starts, I think the governing because. You can't know every nuance of every issue no. and every agenda item. Yeah. So I was, I was disappointed. Obviously, I was disappointed because I wanted to talk about it. But as I said, to waste people's, as you saw, the night was getting late. We yes. had a second. We had a, we had a session, uh, a settlement discussion on a lawsuit coming up after that meeting. So that meeting didn't end when it ended. You, you saw even after the agenda item, there were other things, and I just felt I've been very practical. And, and as, you know, and I think that's what's missing in politics yep. right now. I agree. I very practical. Hey, Matt, let, let me just ask I you this though. Strong position. Yep. And I just like I said, if somebody had said they were ninety-five percent against it, I then I obviously would have said, let's go around the room. Well, not the room. Go around the Zoom. I guess. Sure, go around the Zoom. I like that. That's right. Hey, Matt, let me ask you though, because what is concerning? You know, yesterday, eleven forty-nine restaurant, which is a beautiful restaurant, perfectly located right off Route Four, Warwick East Greenwich Line. Boom, they're closing. Today, Pier 1, 58 years in business, boom, uh, they are closed. I know a number of different business owners in Narragansett, and they were saying something that you recognize that people at the State House don't get. And this person said to me, Memorial Day weekend, the Labor Day, it's like the clock, sorry about that, the clock is ticking. And that is, uh, you have such a short window of time to try to make money, and you can't write off the month of June. Businesses down there are dependent, and let's face it, the magnet and draw for people to go to businesses in Narragansett to make that money for the businesses are the beaches. Yes, and I think that the businesses also, 
were all taking cleanliness precautions. I've spoken with many of them. Many were going to comply with the outdoor only, right, yeah. if they were able to. In fact, I talked with some of them. I said, you're in a better situation than some of the other restaurants. Sure. Because you actually can pull this off, right? Some of them are better off than others because they have a lot more outdoor seating. But what about the person who doesn't have the outdoor seating? Right. Now they have to reconfigure their space where they're going to put people out in the parking lot with masks on to eat dinner. Oh. And they got exhaust, people driving by with exhaust, and they're sitting in, in their viewers of a parking lot. I, what I think would happen is if I said to you, do you want to go, let's go out and have a beer at in the parking lot with masks on, I think you might say, why don't you just come over to my back porch? Yeah. And so I think we need to be realistic, right? right? I think we need to be realistic, and that's also what, again, practical, realistic, practical solutions, that's what I was going with with my resolution. The restaurants that can't comply, right? The restaurants were going to comply that could do it and still be profitable. But the restaurant that doesn't really have an outdoor seating option and still has to hire the waitress and the bartender. I was a waiter at a local restaurant in South Kingstown. Yep. Um, it, and so I'm aware of what goes on. You'd have to charge $80 for a hamburger Yeah. to make it work. Hey, finally, Matt, do you yes, think... Yes, I did, I did this. I talked with many of the businesses and the business owners. And our job as a representative, as a politician, is to represent all the people, right? Right. That's in, right. In this, I have seen everybody from people who are, are hunkered down and are very scared. Then we've got the people who are a little skittish. Then you got the people who are cautiously optimistic and they go out and they're, they're fine and they're kind of... And then there's some people who totally ignored it. Now, you can't make all those people happy, but you have to look at all of society and not just have your blinders on when there's an infectious disease and ignore that restaurants are going under, people can't go to funerals, people can't be at the bedside of a loved one in a yeah. nursing home. No, it's that, terrible. That's not healthy. That yeah. is unhealthy. Depression meds going up. Yep. As I said, all these other societal ills getting exacerbated. And um, so, um, yeah, but to answer your question, yes, the businesses that it is an important season for them. And I think uh, they, uh, you know, I wanted to give the ones that couldn't comply. I didn't want people going in, um, yep. you know, state officials, you know, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, state officials can come in. Town, town officials, meaning town police and town law enforcement going in and um, being put in that situation where they're basically, some of whom are their friends and neighbors, to say you're not complying with X executive order or Y executive order. Folks, he is the town council president for Narragansett, and the people are with him. He is uh, Matthew Minix. Matt, uh, great job. The people are with you, and I'll thank talk you. to you again. All right. Well, thank you very much, and, right. uh, and thank you to all your listeners. All right, folks. There it is. You heard it directly from him regarding the situation in Narragansett. Well, good morning, everybody. Right now, it's 1129, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Now, coming up, we're going to talk with one of the council people that went to the media and uh, are not supporting it. His name is Patrick Murray. He's a Republican. We are going to talk to him. And this portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They're doing booming business. You know why? Because they're Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're right off of Route 4. It's Debbie and Steve and Junior. Huge hanging baskets, geraniums, hydrangeas, PR, landscape materials, and garden center. And by the way, now I've been there several times. They are fully compliant. It is a safe atmosphere. And most, I'd say 90% of the time with them, you're outside. So it's safe. And they also have landscape materials available, screen, loom, black, brown, hemlock, mulch, PR, landscape materials, and garden center. You can call them at 295-4399, but look for them on Facebook. It's PR, landscape materials, and garden center. They're open today. They're open seven days a week. Stop in the Worth the Ride, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right across from where Alley's Donuts used to be. You know, it's interesting. I was... um. And again, good morning to everybody on Facebook Live. I, I, you know, when I put it right to uh, Matt Mannix, that in my opinion, you know, he was the one that came forward with the resolution. I think he kind of gave them an out. I think he should have pushed it. Um, I would like to have seen him. Let's call a vote. Everybody show their, everybody show their cards of exactly what's going to happen. Now, a couple of stories I just want to bring your attention to. One is there is a store in the Valley Breeze, and I feel terrible for Pawtucket Country Club. But there are certain people, folks, hear me out. You, you have to, like, I understand following the guidelines, but then there's a part of this that when a lot of these businesses, unfortunately, are going to fail, they're not going to have anyone to blame but themselves. 
And Pawtucket Country Club is terrible. That, you know, the city of Pawtucket, they've lost the Post Sox, they lost Memorial Hospital, they're going to lose Hasbro at some point. But they were going through this whole business where a majority of their players live in Massachusetts because they're right on the Pawtucket, uh, Seekonk, Attleboro line. And they were going through this whole thing of people from Massachusetts can't play there. And then as it turns out, most of the course is in Massachusetts. So holes one, 10 and 18 in the clubhouse in Rhode Island. And that can't be used by the Massachusetts players. Hey, listen. Enough is enough. Like, what are you talking about? This story is sad. If I hit the ball on the first tee, my second shot is in Massachusetts. Listen, and as I've been saying, I understand people that say, well, we're trying to follow the rules and we're trying to follow the guidelines. But to your own peril, the golfers and the people going there, like, are you kidding me? This club may go under because you're trying, well... You can't play this hole if you're in Massachusetts and you can play. Enough. Are we living on the same planet for crying out loud? Like what? Does that make sense to anybody? Why? Just because someone drew a line? The border is part of the border of Rhode Island and Massachusetts, folks. It's, I mean, it could kind of go either way. It's people, it's not like you're falling into the, the deep sea here. So I, I, I think it's terrible, but it reaches a point. And I hear from so many different people. I, the, and and, and then I'll say this, and I will be at the Governor Mundo press briefing. Coming up at noon, uh, Donna Perry, our segment, DePetro DeBeat. She is a columnist writer for the Sun Chronicle. Um, you want to hear our segment. And then at 1 o'clock today, Governor Mundo. Listen, some of the people, if you're a small business owner, you had to, in order to be a business owner, a small business owner, venture off onto your own, you certainly have to have an element of, a spine, a backbone, call it what you want. Brass ones, guts. Not everyone is cut out for it. And and it's, I feel terrible that a lot of people seem to be losing their way with that, of what got them in there in the first place. Um, I'm, I'm very surprised at that. And, and I'll say this, Governor Raimondo has even said, we want to, if you read between the lines, she's saying, you know, we want to give the guidelines, but I, I don't, she is saying, I don't want to micromanage everybody. Here are the guidelines. These people are, you you know what the drill is, right? Six feet, mask, be careful inside, wash your hands. Repeat. That's it. You're better out if you're better off if you can be outside. That's crazy that they were doing this border thing. I'm I'm sorry. They should have challenged it. They should have challenged it and they probably would have won. And I know that they're part of it, the clubs in Rhode Island, parts in Massachusetts, varying restrictions. I mean, it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Now, also, folks, how about this story? Providence Water finds high level of lead in drinking water. Consumers in Providence, Cranston, North Providence, Johnson, and Smithfield could be affected. Lead in drinking water. See, this is another example. Why Why not make today the day? Make today the day that you call my friend, at Water Filter Company. Call Steve at Water Filter Company today, folks. He is running a special right now. I said, Steve, I want to have something just for my listeners. He said, Juan, we'll do it. They're taking $50 off. I want you to just call and get more information about a water filter for your home. Here's our friend. Steve with Water Filter Company. Hi, this is Steve at Water Filter Company. You heard John speak about his. Now you can own your own $249 drinking water system for just $199. That's $50 off. This ends May 29th, 2020. Call Water Filter Company. Say John's name, save 50 bucks, and you get all the safe, clean water you can ever need. I don't have enough time to discuss all the benefits here, but will when you call. Don't let this deal go by. Call Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Save 50 bucks. It all ends May 29th, 2020. Folks, call them. $50 off. All right. Uh, this portion of the program is also brought by Competition Shooting Supplies. You know, in the Boston Globe, they actually have a story where they talk about the Ocean State has led the nation in March, near the top of uh, April, states with the highest percentage increase of background checks. Governor Armando has issued an order. Uh, there were so many people, and who's quoted in that? John Francis of Competition Shooting Supplies, um, who said he even has liberal progressives coming in. And Francis said it is incredible the amount of people that have been coming in. Uh, business has been incredible. 
He still has a stack of paperwork. Folks, look at who the globe goes to talk to when, in fact, um, it's competition shooting supplies. And our friend John Francis, stop in and see him. Located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You can call him at 727-1716. 727-1716. Competition shooting supplies. Folks, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. We had him on the edge just the other day. He is firearms, ammunition, ammo. They're located right off of 95. You go past the Attleboro train station. It's competition shooting supplies. Now, I'm going to talk about this, the uh, story with the Rhode Island Dolls in just a moment. But I do want to play this story about the folks, the, the, the lead in the drinking water. It's very, very serious. And I'm trying to help you get a water filter. That's why Steve is offering $50 off. I want to play for you. This is the Channel 10 story regarding the lead. And again, if you're in uh, the northern part of the state, Smithfield, Johnson, there's lead in your drinking water, but you could call Steve and get a water filter. Here is the story on NBC10. Providence Water has found elevated levels of lead in some of its water samples. It's a problem that we've seen before, unfortunately. NBC10's Tamara Sarkarsik is here, though, with what the Water Department is saying and what you should know to keep your family safe. Good morning, Tammy. Good morning, guys. Well, if you're about to grab a glass of water this morning, you may want to let your faucet run for a few minutes first. Providence Water has issued a warning about high levels of lead found in drinking water. Now, this can pose some serious health risks, especially for children and pregnant women. Providence, Cranston, North Providence, Johnston, and Smithfield could all be affected by this. Providence Water didn't find any lead at the Situate treatment plant, but they did detect high levels in some tap water samples. That means the lead is likely coming from plumbing fixtures or pipes. They said houses and buildings built before 1947 could face an even higher risk. Now, this isn't a new issue for Providence Water. Just last year, we spoke to two local leaders about samples taken in 2018 that also exposed dangerous levels. Folks, it's a terrible story. Uh, And again, you can get your water filter today. Well, folks, good morning right now at 1138. Now, joining me right now, folks, Thursday night, they are going to pave the way. And they are saying, you know what? We're going to open for business. We're safe. And joining me on the line, it's Andy from Rhode Island Dolls. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, John. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. And people, you got people excited that uh, Memorial Day weekend, (laughs) the fun is coming. The Rhode Island Dolls are back. Tell people what's in store for Thursday night. You're getting a lot of publicity. Yeah, what we really wanted to have in store is uh, to put up a 40 by 60 tent out in our parking lot and put up a portable stage and have the girls up on stage, obviously keeping a safe distance from the customers. Uh, tipping would only be allowed in a bucket, not uh, not tucked into a G-string like they would normally do. But uh, we got shot down yesterday by the city uh, zoning board. So right now we're only going to be able to do food and beverage outside, but um, we will have, I would call it maybe a Hooters style atmosphere outside okay. in our parking lot come Thursday. Now, I don't understand, Andy. I mean, if you have the distance and they're on a stage and they're not where the diners are, what what would be the problem with that, they're not near them. There's no way to catch the virus. Is there a way that the dancers could perform but still wear a mask? Like, would that make them feel better? Yeah, I mean, we had scheduled them to wear masks regardless. All my employees will have masks on. But the issue was we are not zoned uh, for entertainment outside. And the governor of Rhode Island is not releasing any entertainment licenses for any venues, whether it be a, a band or a single person playing their guitar or a comedian or anything like that. There's, there's no entertainment going on yet in the state of Rhode Island, so that's why we get shut down on that. Now, Andy, let me, as someone, I go to the governor's press briefings each day, and I'm going to be there today, and maybe I'm going to ask her about this, but from what I understand, a lot of restaurants are not zoned to have outdoor dining. And the governor said during this pandemic that cities and towns should be cooperative and allow people to do outdoor dining even if they're not zoned for it. Now, following that train of thought, why couldn't they allow an entertainment license under the conditions of this and do the tent? It sounds like you're doing it safely. Yeah, I believe we are, but maybe that could be a question that you could ask. Yes. Uh, governor, but I, I will give credit to uh, Mayor Baldelli because the, the ordinance did get passed last night to allow any 
restaurant in Woonsocket to do outdoor dining. So right. They were definitely proactive in that, so I'm glad for that. So, you know, at least we got to go ahead to do that, and all the other restaurants in Woonsocket can at least try to make a go at it to try and, try and create some revenue and get some people back to work. Now, let's talk about Thursday. So you have an outside, folks, it's Andy with the Rhode Island Dolls. And and how do anyone that's listening or watching on Facebook Live, how come if someone wants to be part of this, how do they, they do they just show up? Do they make a reservation? Uh, what type of food is available? How can they be part of this Thursday night? Yep, we uh, we have a uh, email set up. It's called reservations at com, And you can just go on there and... Uh, Tell me uh, what your name is and uh, contact information and what time you want to be here. We're just going to open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for this week from 4 in the afternoon till 10 p.m. Because that's kind of how the guidelines go. you got to shut down by, by 10 p.m. for outdoor dining. Um, we will not have our normal, full, traditional menu that we have. Uh, we will have a fairly limited menu just enough uh selections on there to keep people happy and so they can uh have some have some drinks and have some food and enjoy a little outside uh warm air we got some good weather coming this weekend and uh people need to be able to get outside and get back to some kind of normalcy in their lives noah what about social distance safe lap dances what about that andy well, I don't think we're going to be able to touch that right now because it's going to be hard to do that. It can be six feet away. It's like a virtual. What about? Why not? How can they outrule that? What What would be the problem with that? That's this is you're trying to help the economy for crying out loud. We're, we're doing what we can, but uh, we keep getting shut down over here. But oh. I, I, I fully understand that. I mean, the barbershops are trying to open. The yes, are trying to open, and now they're all mad because. Uh, I was opening up, and uh, they thought we were doing, going to be doing business as normal, but we're not. Unfortunately, we won't be uh, able to do any lap dances at this uh, at this time. But hopefully, in the near future, we'll get to that point. How many uh, girls are going to be working on Thursday night? As many as I can get here and still stay within my guidelines. Okay. The amount of people that are allowed in my area, and I believe the number is one hundred. Uh, between employees and customers. Okay. So between my bar staff and my uh, dancers who are now become waitresses, um, I'm hoping to have at least 25. Okay, 25. Now you're opening at four. Not to put you on the spot, but I like to do Facebook Live. Could I do a Facebook Live? I won't have any customers in the shot. I'll be off in the corner, but I'd love to do a Facebook Live. And maybe you and I are in the masks, or maybe it's just me there, and you hear the music in the background. Could I do a Facebook Live from Rhode Island outside on Thursday afternoon? I think we could probably make that work. Good. All right. That's the answer we're looking for. Andy, now, I think you're smart to capitalize on this because people are anxious to get out. You're going to be outside. I think there's something about this entertainment thing. For instance, if you're a restaurant and I say, I don't want people just out in a parking lot. I want a little entertainment. What would be the problem with having, just as an example, there's somebody playing an acoustic guitar and doing some acoustic music. You're providing a little ambiance for the people, the diners. What's the difference between that and you offer a different form of entertainment? Uh, I, don't, I don't really see the difference. And so hopefully we'll, uh, we'll both, uh, all entertainment will be allowed at the same time. So no one will be getting uh, discriminated against. Right. So now, that, that, would, that would be my thought. I like that. Now, do you have last, now, do you have a tent or is it completely open and outside or how's it set up? I, I was going to do a tent of 40 by 60 out there. And that's what I had proposed to the city. We'll be using the same area, but honestly, John, that tent was going to cost me ten thousand dollars. Forget it. For you don't need the tent. You don't need the tent. I'm and like, I, I, I can't yeah. do that. We're, Good. We're going to lose money every day, and yeah. that's not why we're here. And it's actually so safer. We're going to be open air. Open air. Good. We're going to be. Andy, that's the right way. Now, I spoke with a disease specialist, and here's what you need to know. They said the virus loves, if you will, but uh, walls and ceilings help the virus. So you don't want anything enclosed. And by the way, unfortunately, the virus also loves air conditioning. You can spread an air conditioning. The more outside you can go, the better. So a fence is better. Uh, Privacy, obviously, people that want to go, they do want privacy. You're much better off. You know, actually, now you're much safer with the open air. The virus 
uh, it's very difficult, if not impossible, for the virus to spread completely outside. So yeah. forget the tent. You don't need to spend the 10000 So no, there's the good no, news. I'm not going to do that. Well, that is great. No, we'll, we'll, we'll have the outside area petitioned off a little bit so people realize what they're going. And when they pull up, you know, we need to take, uh, we need to take an ID and uh, sure. get a phone number. So we follow the guidelines. The Trace. Guide system. Yep. That the governor wants us to do. And um, I will check people to make not uh, feverish or make sure they feel good before they uh, they walk in. And we'll uh, see what happens. Are you going to have like the dancers in a nurse's outfit, like taking guys' temperatures as they're coming in? <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. I didn't think about that. Why not? Yes. I told the girls last week, we did a Zoom meeting with everyone. I told yes. them, you better get creative. I, absolutely. So. More creative, the better. Listen, you are a pioneer. You have people all over the country cheering you on. You have everyone else waiting in the wings to follow you. And most importantly, folks, I'm going to be there Thursday at 4 o'clock. We're going to do a Facebook Live, but we'll protect uh, the privacy of people that want to go. Folks, it's Andy from Rhode Island Dolls. Andy, great job. You know, I don't even talk to you before then, but uh, I think you're smart to do it. You're doing it the right way. And most importantly, you're doing it in a safe way. You're doing it in a safe way that people can feel safe going there. Yep. All right, Andy, thanks. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, sir. All right, folks, there it is. Andy from uh, Rhode Island Dolls. So there we have the go-ahead. Let me see a thumbs up on Facebook Live. Folks, you heard him. He said we will be doing the Facebook Live from there coming up on Thursday. And actually, he's open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but I think just doing it Thursday, I think the people on Facebook Live would like to go behind the scenes and watch. It's a huge event that is brewing. Now, I, I think if they wanted to, that's up to him. He wanted to challenge about... This whole business of an entertainment license, uh, the governor said, if you want to go outside, anyone that's you have restaurants that really aren't licensed for outside dining, they're going to be doing outside dining. So I think that uh, it would only fit that, that that could work out. But we'll leave that up to him. Hey, folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call Maria 305-3585. 305 305- 3585. It's my health. Now, it was established in 2006 as a collaborative where they have the retail store, practitioners, teachers working together, the best information on your health. And what I like about It's My Health, and I was there just the other day, is they have vitamins. Marie is so knowledgeable. Herbs, remedies from trusted companies. They have great local products like my favorite. And you can pick up a bottle, this incredible antioxidant, acai berry. At It's My Health, but I watched various people would come in, and Marie is very hands-on, and she leads them. This is what you're looking for, and she has mushrooms, and there is a whole section of different ingredients you can put in. It's all natural ingredients. There's honey. There's maple syrup. They also have the local Bee Fresh gum that is incredible. Over 250 bulk herbs, tea, spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. She also has hemp. And CBD products, oral topical use, and especially I encourage you, if you're someone that has problems sleeping, maybe the falling asleep or staying asleep, you're going to love It's My Health. Stop in and see Marie. Now, I was there just the other day. She has a mask on. I have a mask on. And, you know, you're kind of in and out. And she's got the guidelines set up. Now, especially for those of you in the northern part of the state, I want you to stop in and see her. She's in that very interesting old white church that you probably probably drive by so many times and you've never stopped in on Menden Road. I encourage you. She also has uh, vitamins and special products for children to keep them healthy. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call my friend Maria, 305-3585. Stop in and see her. It's my health. It's so important right now to remain healthy. Well, folks, good morning. It's John DePietro. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go till 2. Now, our agenda today, uh, next next. Uh, our is my sister Donna Perry. We'll do the segment to Petro Debate, and we're going to touch on a lot of the big stories right now. Then coming up at 1 o'clock, Governor Mundo press briefing, and we're going to bring that to you live right here uh, on the show. As folks, listen, it's important you get to hear it uh, directly from her, exactly what is being announced that day. I just think, you know, people, and I encourage people, you have to pay attention to the news. You have to know what's going on. I was very disappointed with the situation in Narragansett. 
I was really disappointed because I think it's unfair. I, and I, um, I give credit to Matt Mannix, who we talked to earlier. He was trying to put that forward. But so many people, folks, we have now, I was there yesterday, we are now behind Massachusetts. And Massachusetts was in much rougher shape than we were. Rhode Island is now behind Massachusetts in reopening of salons, of reopening of churches. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't understand. And, and the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking for how many more businesses are going to close? 1049, 1149 restaurant. I mean, that is so sad. I love that restaurant. That's closed. They're not even, forget it. Folks, you know, and, and the thing with the restaurant people is they, they know what their margin is. Anyone that's a successful business person, you know what your margin is. I know a concert promoter. And when he gets offered an act and he looks at how they're drawing on the road and then what their guarantee is, and then he can figure out what he would have to charge for tickets, boom, in a matter of like a minute, he can figure out, no, forget it, we're not doing it. He, he knows the business. He knows what the margin is. Sometimes he's even said, you know, I, I figure we're going to break even, but I can make money with concession. But you, you know where your margin is. And, and this is terrible that a lot of restaurants are basically saying that this, this is not going to work, right? Under these guidelines, it's not going to work. And where is the bottom? We don't know where the bottom is. Uh, but I was very disappointed last night in in uh in Narragansett that when you think about it what whatever happened to to me a city council person should be much like a judge is going to go in and you're going to hear the evidence and then the judge is going to decide uh you know that that was not a um that was not like an open forum for some of the council people but Rhode Island's reopening begins two beaches on Memorial Day you know, I, I actually, Ramundo sees Houses of Worship opening May 30th. We are definitely, the good news is we are following Massachusetts. Because yesterday, Governor Baker holds his press briefing. And Governor Baker said, salons are opening. He said, this weekend in Massachusetts, Memorial Day, the beaches are open, right? Cape Cod, um, uh, Martha's Vineyard, the vineyards open, Nantucket. Massachusetts beaches are open for the season. Boom. And then all of a sudden, Two hours later, Governor Mundo said, we're going to open two of them. I, I, I think all of them should be open. Like, what's the point? So North Kingstown has a, a lot of places have these little beaches. I know it's slow. Suddenly now the church is going to be open at the end of the month. Then they weren't going to be open. Uh, but the good news is Massachusetts puts pressure on Rhode Island. But if we were hit, we weren't as hit as hard. And primarily, 80% of the deaths in Rhode Island have been in the nursing homes. I, I don't understand why we can't have more businesses open. Folks, this portion, what if I told you you could give yourself, uh, right now at 1154, folks, good morning, it's Sean DePietro. That Andy from Rhode Island Dallas, he's funny. Um, this portion of the program is brought to you by A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Uh, what if you gave yourself a raise? What if you said, you know what, I'd like to have an extra $200 a month or an extra $300 a month? You can. If you call A.E. Mazika Insurance Services at 353-9300, 353-9300, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. It's uh, Scott and Alex. And, folks, it's so simple. Call them for free consultation. Let them help you save money. And, by the way, this time of year, you also want to make sure you're covered as far as your boat, your motorcycle, your jet skis. Right or an off off terrain, all terrain, off road vehicle, AE Mazika Insurance Services. Let them help you save money on life insurance, on home insurance, on auto insurance, and business insurance. Three five three ninety three hundred. Look for them on Facebook, and they have a great website, aemazika.com. Let them give yourself a raise. AE Mazika Insurance Services. Three five three. 9,300. Folks, it's John DePietro. And um, again, coming up next hour, you don't want to miss it. We will have uh, my sister, uh, Donna Perry, DePietro debate. We're going to talk about all the different issues. If you are right now on this sunny Tuesday saying, boy, I'm, I'm hungry. I haven't been out a lot. Remember our friend at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're open. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. You can get Trump soda. You can get Trump delicious chocolate donuts. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, try the delicious sausage and peppers and eggplant and meatball calzones and buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones. 
pepperoni and cheese calzones, chicken parm calzones, plain and deluxe spinach pies, old-fashioned pizza strips, cannolis, brownies, cakes, Trump chocolate-covered donuts, Trump soda, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look for them on Facebook, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They're right off of Silver Spring Street next to AAA. Uh, right off of Branch Avenue. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. But you're going to love the Trump soda and the Trump chocolate donuts. I love the fact that the um, Boston Globe did the story regarding uh, uh, competition shooting supplies. Because John Francis is just uh, terrific. I love it. How um, the Ocean State has led the nation in March. It was near the top in April of states with the highest percentage increase of background checks of people seeking to buy firearms. Governor Mundo issued an order extended until June 5th that extends the amount of time police departments have to complete background checks and uh, gun shop owners saw a run on ammunition. They saw people new to gun gun ownership, some whom John Francis of Competition Shooting Supplies in Pawtucket described as liberal progressives who told him they wouldn't have considered buying a gun six months earlier. The news about the pandemic changed their mind, John Francis said. A lot of folks are listening to the governor and what potentially could happen. So um, could happen and the hospitals would be overwhelmed. It's not a far cry from civil unrest. People are panicked when they hear these potential scenarios. So John Francis, uh, Second Amendment headquarters, said, I've been in business for 30 years. I've never seen anything like it. I'm so glad for him. The guy is uh, so knowledgeable, folks, and he's just terrific. It's stopping and see him, Second Amendment headquarters. It's John Francis with competition shooting supplies. So next hour, so the Rhode Island Dolls, that is happening. You heard Andy. And I think you're going to see some of the other places start to push it, folks. And I'll tell you, this is survival time. This is either businesses are going to be in business or they're not going to be in business. It's really coming down to that. And it's so sad with 1149 restaurant closing, Pier 1 imports closing, more stores closing. Businesses cannot afford to remain shut. Businesses have to. And restaurants, the outside dining is not guaranteed. I'll tell you what is guaranteed. If you call Jared at Bethel Software, you can text him at 617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. One thing I know that's guaranteed is what a tremendous job he's going to do for your home that he did for mine. Look at the before and after. Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash. Look at that. I'm holding it up on Facebook Live. Folks, get rid of that green grime and the mildew and the um, dust and the algae that's on the outside of your home or surface. Bethel B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. What a difference it makes on your bricks, on your property, on your patio, on the outside of your home or garage or deck. Now, you can text Jared. Remember, you can text him um, at at 617-2585. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Soft Wash, 617-2585. Same day, free estimate. He is terrific. And what a difference he makes. What appeal he brings to your home. Get rid of that uh, algae and mildew and staining and dust and other debris. It's Bethel certified softwash. Well, folks, coming up, it's John DePietro. We're going to have the 12 o'clock news. And then next hour, you don't want to miss it, DePietro debate. And then at 1 o'clock, Governor Mundo press briefing. So right now, we're going to uh, break, take a, get a quick update in the 12 o'clock news. Be back on the other side. Right now, it's 12 o'clock.